You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. So the title of my message tonight is, It's Time to Take Territory. I think the last time I preached was, it's time to fight. Well, now it's time to take territory, which also involves a little bit of fighting. I promise I'm not like an aggressive person, but this is the word that God has been just putting on my heart. And I hope it's okay tonight if I share just a little bit about um, my journey, uh, Marco and I, our journey, and some of the amazing things that God has done in our life. And, you know, the Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And so I believe, you know, that our testimony, it's not just for us. It's not just so we have personal breakthrough and things happen that are incredible for us. God wants to do that, but it's also for other people. And we're meant to share our testimony. We're meant to share of the goodness of God. And I just fully believe our lives, they're meant to be like a billboard of the goodness of God. That when people look at our life, they see God. When people look at our life, they see his goodness. They see his faithfulness. They see that we serve a God who can do the impossible and that we need to let it shine. Just like Pastor Mike said, we are the light of the world. And in case you haven't noticed, things are pretty dark out there right now in this hour and this time, but we carry the light. So I just want to take you briefly um, on a little journey that God has been showing me. And then we're going to get into some prayer time because I believe the Holy Spirit wants to move and tonight's going to be amazing and powerful. So um, if you've been here in the last few months, you may have um, just heard myself or Marco share a little bit about this miracle home that God has given us. And it's just a home, some may say, but for us, we know that it is a supernatural blessing from God. It is God doing what only he could do and surprising us in ways we never could have imagined. So I'm never going to stop telling the story. I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep going. If you're tired of it, you know, maybe I'll take a little break. But for now, I'm going to talk about it because God is just so good. So um, if you hadn't heard um, the last few times we shared, um, a few months ago, during a Wednesday night service, much like tonight, Pastor Mike was preaching on faith and on believing God for something big. And God reminded me of a dream that had been in my heart for a while for a custom home. I say I should have been an interior designer. I am somewhat of an interior designer, not professionally, but uh, that's how my brain works. And I love it so much. And it was just a dream that I had in my heart. Um, and so I wrote it down and, and I shared it with Pastor Katie and Pastor Stacy and a few people and was like, you know what? There's just this stirring in me for a custom home. And God has honestly given us several miracle homes. And so my husband was like, really? Like you want to move? Like we just finished our backyard and you're already making plans. And I'm like, I just feel like God put it in my heart. I'm going to believe. And, um, later that day we, I go on the MLS, I go on Zillow and this beautiful home that I had looked at five years ago went coming soon. It was coming soon. A couple hours before it had been posted. Five years before, I'd put a note on this door of this house and it said, I love your home. If you ever wanna sell it, please call us. This is our dream home. Here's our number. And we stood in the front yard and we prayed and they never called us. And so we moved into a different house and everything was great. And then this happened again. And we were like, this has got to be God. But it was in a area and a price range and something we had never even begun to dream about because it was just, it would have had to have been God. So this started happening. Long story short, they accepted our offer under asking price. It was like the easiest transaction of all time. Our, our current house sold 
uh, the same day that it went on the market for double the price we paid for it three years ago. And we're like, God, what are you doing? This is no, uh, like none other than the hand of God could do this. And so um, I've been recognizing that this is part of my testimony, and it's actually an anointing that I carry to have faith for miracle homes. And so tonight, I want to believe for your miracle home at the end of the service. So hold that in your heart right now, because I know there's people in here that God wants to do it for you too. So that happened. And then New Year's Eve, um, we're with some friends, and some of our closest friends were having a New Year's Eve party, but all we did the entire night, it was four families. And we started off by saying, hey, what are you guys believing for for 2022? And we're thinking it's going to be maybe 10 minutes. I don't know. We started at maybe nine o'clock and we were like, you guys, it's going to be midnight in like a couple minutes. But we just began to share and share of all the things that we were dreaming about and believing God for and all of the vision that he'd given us for this next year, 2022. And we were praying for each other. And as we were praying, the Lord showed me that he was releasing territory to his people. And so that night we prayed for every family in the room that there was a release of territory coming. So that was Friday night, New Year's Eve. Sunday morning, sitting right over here, Vision Sunday. Was anybody here Vision Sunday? Oh my gosh. It was, I needed two vision cards this year to keep track of everything. And then I brought them forward and I thought, wait, we don't shred these, right? That's Shredder Sunday. This is Vision Sunday. I was very confused. So keep your vision card because you're going to want to look back on it uh, throughout the year because I know God is going to answer so many of those things and surpass them. But God showed me that I was to believe for seven different families in this church for their dream home. That never happened to me before. Normally it was like all my needs and all the things that I wanted. And, and it was like, no, I'm going to believe for seven families. So I wrote them down by name. And I'm like, how cool that God would use me to partner and to come into agreement with things that people were already believing for. And I just know that we're going to see it this year. Every family on there, you might not know that you're on there yet. And I didn't want to be weird and be like, I'm believing for your home. And anyway, I wrote your name down. And when you get that home... I'll, be, I'll say, oh, it's because I prayed for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, so that happened. And then I knew I was speaking tonight. And I just, I just feel so excited because I believe tonight there's going to be an impartation for the faith and the faith journey that God has brought me on in believing for three different miracle homes. And actually four, that's a lie, four. And then just being able to see the goodness of God in our own life. I'm going to just really believe that we're going to see that in every person here tonight. So in case you hadn't noticed, guys, we go to a territory-taking church. That's an anointing. That's a mantle that is on this house. And, you know, that is not normal. That's not, I should say, that is not common. That's not in every church that you might find yourself in. In fact, a lot of churches in the last few years have been actually selling their buildings and giving up their territory and and taking their churches into online forums and different all these different things. But this house believes that we are meant to take territory, that we're meant to not only have buildings that we lease and that we rent, but that we own. And we saw it in 2020, right? When the landlords of all of the other churches said, actually, you can't meet in this time. We, because we own our buildings, we're able to keep our doors open. We're able to minister to people. How many people came to this church in 2020? Anybody? I love that. We kept the doors open because we owned territory. And 
In fact, I just found this out that if our church was to sell all of the buildings and all of the land and the ranch and the event center and all of the things that we currently have, we would own a quarter of a billion dollars of real estate, you guys. This is crazy. This is the anointing that is on this house. And because we go here and we are part of the Awakened family, it is on our life as well. So we're not stopping anytime soon. We're going to 16 campuses. Come on. A Pathfinder training center. I've heard murmurs of. Come on, Pathfinders. But we want to own schools and universities and event centers all over stadiums. Why not us, church? Why not us take territory for the kingdom of God? Because that's it. Land, it represents kingdom. And we're called to build the kingdom of God, to take ground. Pastor Jurgen preached so powerfully on Sunday morning about giants occupying the territory that we're meant to occupy. And so there's territory right now and things in our culture that are currently occupied by the enemy, by the kingdom of darkness. And it's our job as Christians to go in and to take back what the devil thought belonged to him, but it actually belongs to God. And to put a stake in the ground and say, no, this is the kingdom of God. This is where we establish righteousness in the land. And so this is a biblical principle. Owning territory actually represents dominion. So whoever owns the territory is the ruling or controlling power in that region. And as Christians, as Christ's ambassadors in the earth, it's our job to take new ground. It's our job to press onto new territory, new land for the kingdom of God. And so tonight I'm going to talk a lot about land and houses, but I don't want you to think that I'm meaning only land and only houses because a lot of times taking territory, it can be symbolic. It can be figurative. Um, for us and our family, Marco is gonna run, well, he's already running. He's launched his campaign for Chula Vista City Council. Come on, 2022. It's gonna be an amazing year. But this is our step of obedience in taking territory in our city because it represents influence. It represents a position of authority where we're able to represent causes that are in the heart of God in our city and in our local government. And so that is taking territory. So for you tonight, it might be a house you're believing for. It might be something for your family. It might be a relational thing. It might be a level of influence or an opportunity in the marketplace that God is calling you to. But I want you to hold that in your heart throughout this message because God is calling you to take territory. So I'm going to ask us a few questions tonight. And I really believe that the Holy Spirit is going to reveal the answers to us as we go. And then we're going to believe together and it's going to be awesome. So um, anybody reading the one-year Bible? I have to confess, I'm already a little bit behind you guys already. And it's like the fifth, I need to catch up. So Marco's always ahead of me. And so I'm trying to like catch up to him. Um, but he read this first. So I'm going to give you credit for showing me this verse because he knew I was preaching on this tonight. But um, God was speaking to me out of Genesis 4 verse 12. And we're going to have it on the screen. And this is the story of Cain and Abel. We're all reading the same thing, so I love it. We know exactly what's going on, right? Cain and Abel both bring an offering to God. Cain is not acceptable to the Lord because he only brought some of it. He didn't bring the best of it. So God rejects his offering. And then Cain kills his brother Abel. And then this is the Lord's, pretty much his curse that came upon Cain for his sin and his disobedience. And it's pretty intense. But it's Genesis 4.12. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And as I was thinking 
about all the things God's been speaking to me about territory, I realize this is the exact opposite, right? Of someone who occupies territory and possesses land, a homeless wanderer on the earth. And so I realized that that was actually a curse from God. And, you know, curses, they kind of sound like this creepy thing, but they're all throughout the Bible. And it's very biblical that there's blessings and there's curse, curses. And um, curses are actually easy to identify when you look at things generationally. So when you look at patterns in your family of you know your mother's generation and your grandmother's generation and you see things play out over time that are like, this is not the way it's supposed to be, right? This is not what God intends. You can see sometimes the evidence of a curse. And so I was thinking today about my family's history on my mom's side and I realized nobody in her family had ever owned homes. They'd always been evicted out of every place that they rented. They could never pay their bills. Um, they would have to put their stuff in storage and then they would never be able to pay for the storage. And so the storage company would sell their belongings and they were like wanderers on the earth because of some just crazy things that had gone on in the family. And, um, to this day, actually, my mom's brother, my only uncle on that side of the family, he's, he's homeless and he lives on the street and his son is also homeless. And so sometimes I'm driving through Chula Vista and I, I see them on the street. And this is like my uncle, my mom's brother. And it's so heartbreaking, but it's, it's by choice in this sense at this stage in their life. They've always lived that way. They've never wanted to pay for things. They've never wanted anything more than what they have. And they've settled for this life of wandering. And uh, my aunt, my other aunt, She's always lived in government housing, government like subsidized housing. She's there, you know, all my mom and all of her siblings are in their 60s. So this is a lifelong thing for them. My grandma's almost 90. So this is like something that I can observe in my family over almost a hundred years. And uh, so my aunt, her son also lives with her. And the only money that they have is what the government would give the check that the government would send them every month. And they've never wanted anything more. They've never desired to get out of that situation. My grandmother now lives with them. And then my other aunt, same thing. She's never ever owned a home. Every place she's rented, she's been evicted out of. Like, you know, you might hear that happens to people one time or, you know, there's a hard season that you go through. We all go through it. We have difficult times. We've been there. But when you see a pattern over 60 years of something that someone, no matter how hard they work, no matter what they do, they can never get out from under that curse. And then there's my mom who at 16 was homeless because they got an eviction notice and my grandpa never told the family. So he took off until the day that they showed up and said, you need to give us the house back. So she's homeless at 16 and she makes a decision that I am not gonna live like my family lived. And she began to go to work as a waitress. She would take the bus or, you know, she hitchhiked a couple times, she was telling me. But at 19, she bought her first home, along with my dad. Is that right? She was 19. And then she was 24 when she bought a home double the size for $99,000, which that home is worth 10 times that amount today. And it's fully paid off because it was $99,000, however many years ago that was. I'm like, God, <laughs> can we go back to that? Um, but, and then now she actually owns five properties. And then me and my two brothers, we've all bought homes at young ages. And I recognize that because of Jesus and because of her decision to say, I'm not gonna live like that any longer. I'm gonna stop it now. It ran in my family, come on, till it ran into me. 
Jesus has reversed the curse. And so that's what's amazing about no matter where we find ourselves today, no matter where we find ourselves tonight, that God can reverse every curse or every negative thing that the enemies tried to put on our family. And so I recognize that this was a wandering, a curse that they were, they had no other opportunity but to wander the earth aimlessly. And so when I think of the word wander, I think of actually the children of Israel in the wilderness, right? I think we all have read that story or know some of the context of Moses delivering his people into the wilderness. They were headed to the promised land. Um, But actually it was meant to be a seven days journey from Egypt where they were captive and in bondage to the promised land, but it turned into wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And so I want to be clear tonight, wandering and journeying are two very different things. So there are many times that we are in transition in our life, right? And we are going from one place to the next. We're going out of something and into something else. And God has us on our way to a destination. And so things don't always look perfect, right? We're not always like, I'm in the promised land. This is everything I could have ever dreamt of. And, you know, just rolling in blessings over here, you know, but we're sometimes in transition. So I don't want anyone in here to say, oh my gosh, I'm under a curse because I'm in transition. You are just on a journey, okay? We're all on a journey, but you know, and the Holy Spirit will show you tonight if there's evidence of things like that, like I explained with my family in your life, and we're gonna break it off in Jesus' name. So wandering actually means to travel aimlessly from place to place. And we do this naturally. And sometimes we do this figuratively. And um, we do this in our souls and we do this in our mind and we go through seasons where we feel like we don't know what our purpose is and we find ourselves wandering. Um, I want to go into our text tonight. It's Deuteronomy 1, 6 through 8. And this is where Moses is recapping all of the things that God did for the children of Israel in their journey through the wilderness and into the promised land. So it says, Moses said, When we were at Mount Sinai, the Lord our God said to us, you have stayed at this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and move on. Go to the hill country of the Amorites and to all the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the Western foothills, the Negev and the coastal plain. Go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon and all the way to the great Euphrates River. Look, I am giving all this land to you. Go in and occupy it, for it is the land that the Lord swore to give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants. So my first question for us tonight, after reading that verse, is where have I stayed long enough? And I remember a period of time, it was the first, we lived in a couple apartments and we just had our son River and he was one and we decided we needed a little bit more space. We lived in a one bedroom apartment with our son and we didn't even have enough money at that time to buy a vacuum and we had carpet. So you guys can imagine how disgusting the situation was. We had to ask for a vacuum for Christmas, true story. And then we were able to, you know, clean up our floors, but it had been a long season and we'd moved into this house that was a little bit bigger. It had two bedrooms this time, but the house was built like 70 years ago and nothing, not one thing, not one appliance, not one fixture in the house had been changed since it was originally built like 70 years ago. So the kitchen was yellow, uh, all yellow tile. The bathroom was pink, pink tile. And the house was like, a, it had blue walls and there was a lot going on in this house, but we're renting it, right? So we can't change anything. And so 
But at the time, I was like so excited. This is amazing. God has totally blessed us. We're taking new territory. Come on, two bedrooms. We were loving life. We didn't have a dishwasher. Uh, we didn't have a garbage disposal. And then when we would turn on the, we had one bathroom. When we'd turn on the shower, you would get shocked because the electrical behind the shower, like you think we would have done something about that, but we were just like, well, we're just happy to have a two bedroom house. Like this is how it is, whatever. So we would literally get shocked, which is probably really dangerous. And um, we were living in this house and then one year goes by, I get pregnant, we have another baby, two years, three years goes by in this house and I have started to feel the restlessness of this season has been good in so many ways, but this season needs to come to an end very quickly because I have stayed in this place long enough. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where it was good for a season and it doesn't mean you weren't grateful for what happened in that time, but you've stayed there long enough. And so that is what God is saying to the children of Israel. You've stayed on this mountain long enough. And I just love the narrative. I love the tone of God's voice in moments like this. And he says, it's time to break camp and move on. It's time to get up and go. And so I really feel that's a word for us tonight, that there's some of you that have been feeling those wrestlings of you've been in this place for long enough. And it might be a relational thing. It might be a job thing, um, a, a business that, or a job that you've been in and it's been comfortable and it's been safe and it's been taking care of you for this time, but you're tired of getting shocked every time that you do something and you know God is calling you for more. And I just want to assure you that that is a godly thing. That is a godly feeling that we'll go through something and it was meant to be for a season, but the time has come where we've stayed there long enough. And so I hear God saying that it's time to get up and go. It's time to make some new plans tonight. Even as you go home tonight and you talk to your spouse, it's time for some change. It's time to start dreaming again. It's time to start thinking that things could be better than they are right now. That it's not the end of the road, that this is actually a new beginning of a beautiful new season for you and for your family to believe that there could be more. It's time to pack up and move on. God says, that's enough now. That's enough now. You've stayed here long enough. Honestly, your destiny is waiting for you to pack up and move out of that little blue house that's 70 years old where God wants to position you for so much more. We moved out of that house and we moved to Chula Vista and we found this church and everything in our life began to change. And so what is on the other side of you packing up, packing up camp and moving on to the place that God wants to show you? Second question for us tonight, what land is God giving me? What territory is God asking me to take this year? And, you know, this, this is a side note, but as I was getting up here tonight, I was remembering Pastor Katie a couple years ago. It's been years now, three, four years ago. We were driving in the car and I was in like a really deep season of pain in my life. And we'd been through so much and we'd came to this church, but we were very broken. And we were not, you know, singing hallelujah and... We, we, were, we needed a lot of help, you guys. We needed a lot of love and a lot of encouragement and a lot of support. And I remember we were driving in the car and you said, if you could envision anything for your life right now, what would it be? And it was at a time where I literally couldn't see anything beyond like the mess that I felt that I was in in that moment. And I remember telling you, I don't even know if you'd remember, but I said, I, I feel like I have this vision sitting in a backyard by a pool and I'm writing a sermon. I'm writing a message. And today, 
I went outside to sit down to just have some time with God and I started writing my message and he reminded me. He reminded me of a vision that I had four years ago that God can take you out of any situation. God can lift you up out of any pit. God can restore your dreams. God can restore your hope. God can do anything. And I'm so thankful for a church that allows us to dream, that causes us to lift up our eyes off of our current situation, our current pain, our current mess to see what could be. And it's vision Wednesday tonight. I believe God is giving you a vision even now, even in the service of what could be. And it took some time, but I was celebrating, having a moment saying, God, you are so good and you're so faithful. So what is the territory? What's the dream? What's the new thing, the next level that God is giving you? He told the Israelites very clearly, here's the borders, here's the land. And he says, look at the land that I'm giving you. Look at it. Can you see that land tonight? Can you see it when your eyes are closed? Maybe you can't see it when your eyes are open in your current circumstance, in your current situation, but what is that dream in your heart? And I almost feel like I need a redo on my vision card because I felt like I wrote down a lot of things that I could see God doing. Oh, okay, I, I could see, you know, you doing this, you doing that, you know, working some things together. But what about the things that only God could do? that only God could bring to pass in your life. And I think of this, you know, buying this miracle home that we believed for five years ago. Only God could have done that. And I couldn't have even seen that. You know, ask me a few months ago, would you be moving? I'd say, no, I love my home. I'm so thankful. You know, God's blessed us. And here we are stepping in to a new territory, a new territory that God is gonna use to position us for more. So what is the land that God is showing you? And I, I feel a little bit prophetically like when I went on that Zillow search and I looked at the home and it said coming soon. I feel like even in the next few weeks, from some of the things that you've put on your vision card, God's gonna give you like a coming soon moment. He's gonna give you a moment saying it's on its way. He's gonna say, I hear your prayers. I see what you see. And I've been waiting for you to see it too. I've been waiting for you to grab hold of the things that I wanna do in your life. And there are good things that are coming soon to you tonight in Jesus' name. And the last part of that scripture It says, go up and possess the land. Go up and occupy the land at once. And so our third question as we close tonight is how will I go up and occupy the land? And, you know, there's a lot of things that God has promised us. He wants to give us every good, every perfect thing. He wants to bless us more than we could ever imagine. It says that no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor even entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for us. We've not even begun to dream the biggest dreams that we're going to dream. We've not even begun to imagine all of the incredible places God is going to take us and the things he's going to do in and through us. We've not even begun to imagine it. But when we see it, and when we have vision, and when God gives us glimpses of the territory that he's bringing us into, we have a role to go up and to occupy the land. And you know the story of the children of Israel, and they sent out spies. They'd, you know, they'd wandered for 40 years. They get to the border of the land, and they send out 12 spies. Pastor Jurgen preached about it Sunday morning to go and spy out the land and bring a report back of what it looks like. And we know that 10 of them said, it's too hard. The giants are too big. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. This is too impossible. We're never gonna make it. All of the signs point to this isn't gonna work out. But there were two, there were Joshua and Caleb that came back and they said, you know what? We are well able to take this land. We are well able to take this land. And you know who entered the promised land? 
only Joshua and Caleb. The 10 spies that said it was too hard and it was never gonna work out, guess what? It was too hard and it didn't work out and they never entered the land. But those that had a confession of faith that said, we can do this. I don't know how it's gonna work out, but this is a promise that God has given me. This is the territory that God has said belongs to me, that God has said is our inheritance. We are well able. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I know that God can. And I've seen so many seasons of our life where God, it's like we have faith for something and it's crazy and we step into it and we occupy that territory and we think, oh my gosh, we did it. And then God's like, actually, you're gonna go over here and you're gonna do this new thing and you're gonna, you know, run for, for all of these crazy things that you never thought that you could do. I'm like, the list goes on. And we're like, okay, God's asking us to believe again. And sometimes I look back on our life and I know that our journey this far, it's been just a miracle of God. But I know that we've played the part of saying we're well able. We are well able. When we felt so intimidated, when we saw this beautiful home that was coming soon and we thought, well, isn't that great? We can't afford it. This is the exact home that we wanted. This is the home that we prayed on that front lawn. And we, you know, I, I saw my dogs even like running down the hall and I envisioned all of these things. Like this is where my kids were gonna be. And I saw myself living in it. And then I saw the number and I said, there's no way. There's no way that we can do this, but we made a decision. And this is one of the practical things I want you to write down. We made a decision that we weren't gonna speak death over what God wanted to breathe life on. We didn't wanna curse what God wanted to bless. And so we knew we were only here by the divine hand of God and we were not gonna allow ourselves to speak anything negative. So we would say, I don't know if the loan's gonna work out, right? I don't know if this is gonna happen. And we said, you know what? We're not gonna speak death over these things. And so that's one of the practical, but it's also spiritual, not to speak death over what God wants you to do, not to bring back a negative report, no matter how big the giants look, no matter how intimidating the circumstance may be. You might feel like a grasshopper in their sight. What's funny is I highly doubt any of the giants said, you look like a grasshopper compared to me. It was what they believed about themselves, right? They believed, this is too big for me. I am not capable, I am not qualified. That's one of the practical things. Um, another practical thing is prepare yourself to step into the promise, to step into the territory, and then trust God for the miracle. And I remember two homes ago, that we were believing for, Marco said, you know what? We're not gonna buy a home till the end of the year. We, the business just launched. We're living in the blue house with the yellow kitchen and the pink bathroom and the dangerous electrical work from the 1500s. And we were living in this house and he said, you know what? We're gonna save for a year and then we're gonna start looking for a home. But I had already begun to stir, you know, it's, we've been here too long now. Like it's time to move on. We've been on this mountain long enough. And so like a week later, I found a home that I wanted and I was like, well, I know that you said, you know, a whole year of saving, but I found this home and it's on a cul-de-sac and it's perfect and it's everything I want. And I really feel like this is the home God wants us to have. And, I, and he's like, there's no way, there's no way. We've got to wait, we got to, you know, and he had all the practice, not to throw you under the bus, babe. You, you have so much faith and I could never do any of the things. You know, I, I have the luxury of not carrying the weight of our finances all the time. So let's just point that out, the elephant in the room, that he is the one that was operating all of our businesses at the time. And so here I am over in faith land and he's like, I'm in numbers land and I am telling you, this is not gonna work. Like, where do you want to get the down payment? And um, but I just began to believe and I said, well, why don't you start by calling a lender and let them tell us, 
we can't have the house. So he's like, fine, I'll show you. I'll call the lender and they'll say, sir, you need this much money and you don't have it and we're never gonna loan you this amount. So I remember we're sitting at Chipotle. He goes outside and I see him on the phone and I'm praying and I'm just like praying in tongues. And I'm like, I know this is the house. This is the house, this is the house. And he's like, well, they just told me that we're pre-approved. I'm like, thank you for calling the lender. Thank you for taking a practical step in the direction of the territory that God wants us to have. And isn't that funny? We laugh, but that's us in so many circumstances. We write it off before we ever even make the phone call, before we ever even go and spy out the land and see if this is what God wants for us. And so in the house thing, call your lender, see if you're pre-approved. You might be surprised. You might be surprised the creative financing that can get you into your miracle dream home this year. Do the practical things, fix your credit, adjust your budget, get your affairs in order and watch the super that God will put on your natural. If you do the practical things, spiritual things. And I'm gonna wrap this up prayer. Begin to pray daily for the territory that God has shown you. Commit, commit to pray daily for the things that are on your vision card. Married couples in the house, pray with one another daily for the things that God has shown you. Pray in agreement and watch what God will do. Change your confession about your current situation. The children of Israel that complained and forgot how good God was and forgot that he delivered them out of bondage in Egypt and said they'd rather go back to Egypt than be in this terrible wilderness where all my needs are taken care of. They never entered the promised land. So change your confession and give married couples, give each other permission. Or if you're single, give a friend permission to check you when you're complaining that things aren't going your way, when you're complaining about the very thing that you prayed for in the last season, that you know you're meant to go to the next thing, but while you're in it, bless it. While you're in it, honor it. While you're in it, steward it well and watch your confession because that you're, you're the only one that's gonna lock yourself out of stepping into the territory that God wants you to take. Don't speak death over what God wants to breathe life into. Don't curse what God wants to bless in your life with your words. And I really believe tonight, I just actually, I wanna go into just a time of prayer. And um, I know I talked a lot about houses and you might be in here and say, I'm already a homeowner, I don't need this message or I'm not in that stage of my life. But what is it? What is that thing? What is that territory? What is that next level? You hear it all the time at church. We're going to the next level in our marriages. We're going to the next level in our parenting. We're going to the next level in our spiritual life. We're going to the next level in the marketplace. We're going to the next level in prosperity because we know God wants to use us as influencers. We know that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. You'll hear this language over and over and over again at Awakened Church because this is the call of every believer to go from glory to glory, to go from faith to faith, to step in and to take territory in the areas that currently belong to the enemy. So I just wanna invite you tonight, if you wanna just stand to your feet right now and you are believing for supernatural territory, maybe it's a dream home, maybe it's a little bit bigger home for your family, maybe it's a business. I love it, everyone in the room standing tonight. God, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for Vision Wednesday. God, I thank you for the vision, Holy Spirit, that you're giving each and every person in this room. God, I thank you tonight for heavenly vision. God, not natural vision. God, not something we could come up with in our own mind, in our own strength. But Holy Spirit, right now, I thank you. You're giving, you're just breathing dreams and new vision into the minds and the hearts of your people. And God, I thank you tonight, God, for a release 
a release of kingdom territory. God, I believe tonight there's a release of homes. Even in a time where the market seems like it's the highest it's ever been, God, we declare there is nothing too hard for our God. We declare, Lord, there is nothing that you can't do. Lord, there is no barrier. There is no hindrance, God, to the blessing of God that you wanna bring in, our, in and through our lives. So God, right now, I break every curse Lord, every remnant of the enemy, Lord, that has been delaying, that has been hindering, that has been blocking, Lord, your people from occupying that territory that is promised to them. God, I thank you for a release tonight in the spirit, in Jesus' name, first in the spiritual, then in the natural. God, I thank you tonight for a release of homes and of territory and God, a, a, just a fresh wind of your courage. God, like Joshua and Caleb, the spirit of Joshua and Caleb to rise up on the inside of us to say, we are well able to take the land. We are well able to step into every promise that God has given us. We are well able to take new territory, to unearth the things that have belonged to the enemy for too long now. God, I thank you for a spirit of faith, a spirit of courage to say we are well able. God, I thank you tonight. God, you are releasing us into our destinies. God, you are shedding light on the things, God, that we have stayed in and stayed a part of and been in for far too long. Enough now, enough now, enough now. It's time to get up and it's time to move on. God, I thank you right now. You're releasing divine strategies, God, to divine strategies and finances, God, in numbers, Lord, in budgets. God, you're releasing divine strategies in business. God, I see you reworking things. We thought it was one way, but when we rework it, God, it's completely different. And it's opening up opportunities that we never thought we could have. God, give us divine wisdom from heaven that only you can give. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for miracle provision. God, miracle provision to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask, think, or even imagine. And if you're here tonight and you are believing for a miracle home, I just want you to come to the front. Don't be afraid, don't be shy, don't be scared. Don't be scared of the mortgage you're gonna have to pay when you get your miracle home. God's gonna provide. Come on, I knew it, I knew it. I knew there's so many of us. Thank you, Jesus, thank you, God. Lord, we possess your promise tonight by faith. God, I thank you for each and every person on this altar. God, right now, in the spirit, God, we put a stake in the ground. God, we put a stake in the ground and we declare we will own land in San Diego. We will own land in this market. God, where things are crazy, but interest rates are awesome. God, I thank you that you are turning things in our favor, turning things in our favor. God, I thank you right now. God, you're releasing creative financing creative financing to the people on this altar. God, what they thought was impossible. God, you're making a way and you're making it possible. In the natural, in the natural, you're gonna release creative solutions. God, I thank you for miracle territory, a release tonight of home. God, I thank you for that coming soon sign, that coming soon sign. God, that we begin to stir in our hearts and that we would hear your voice and step out in faith. Step out in faith, God, we put a stake in the ground tonight and we declare that this territory belongs to us. God, I pray that even as we drive through the city and we see beautiful homes and we see the place that we want, God, that you would give us the faith to believe for it. God, I see people believing for exact addresses, exact house numbers. God, I see people saying, you know what? I wasn't gonna sell my house, but because you asked, now I'm gonna sell my house. 
I see people renting to own places that they never thought they could occupy because someone lived there already. God, thank you. Thank you for releasing the miracle tonight. God, we say yes and amen. We grab hold of it by faith in Jesus' mighty name. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.